This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. ScreenFeed has, for many years, been one of the primary players in subscription content for digital signage, offering great-looking, fully automated infotainment feeds that help populate the schedules of screens and get viewers looking again and again. Now the Minneapolis company is introducing a new service that's a direct play on the no-code software movement. ScreenFeed Connect is an online tool set that allows users whether they have developer chops or not, to easily and quickly integrate data sources into fully customizable HTML5 designs and layouts. The product of two years and 30,000 developer hours, Connect grew out of the frustration of custom content project pitches going nowhere because the clients didn't have the budget. ScreenFeed, for example, might need to charge $7,000 to reflect the time needed to develop a finished automated template, but the client might have a budget for $700. By putting Connect together, ScreenFeed now has a platform that plays to the whole notion of economies of scale. So maybe that $7,000 job could be done for around $700. I spoke with ScreenFeed founder Jeremy Gavin about the roots of Connect and how it will be available to see and try out this week on the show floor at Infocom. Jeremy, thank you for joining me. For those who don't know what ScreenFeed is all about, and I can't imagine there's a lot of those, but nonetheless, uh, g- g- give me the skinny on what your company does and how long you've been around. Yeah, we've thanks thanks for having me, and happy to share what ScreenFeed is up to. Uh, we started as a service. I started the company in 1999, I believe, but um, the we really didn't. Uh, transition to what is now screen feed until 2008. So we've been doing this for screen feed, which uh, has t- typically been known as a provider of infotainment content or data feeds. Uh, like we call it dynamic rich content that's mm. ready made. I call it subscription content. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, so it's been, it's been a, a lot of fun building that uh, getting to, we serve content to over 175,000 screens around the globe and on all t- types of CMSs and in many different types of digital signage networks. So it's kind of been, it's been a fun perch or an angle to see the industry grow over those 14 years because we've been involved in a lot of people's networks, um, you know, not having to make sure everything on their network is running and the screens are working. We just get to provide them great feed that uh, content that uh, feeds their screen, keeps the uh, fresh. Uh, and the purpose to use our content is really, um, in most cases, is to get people to watch the screen longer or get them to turn their head and look at it in the first place. If you may have some messages. Uh, it could be employee messages, could be advertisements that you want people to see on the screen. That's maybe the purpose of the screen. Um, but in exchange, you might want to provide them something like news or weather or sports scores to gain their attention. 
And, uh, and in some cases it's, it is to inform whether it's, uh, alerts, weather alerts, or, um, you know, traffic, uh, there's some utility to the content that we provide as well. And you guys have done some research that kind of validates the whole idea that in injecting, uh, things like infotainment into, schedules that would otherwise just be a series of promotional messages or workplace messages or whatever it may be, that it actually does have a positive impact, that it does get people to uh, keep looking and remember the next thing that comes up on the screen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Certainly when we started, um, you know, we were going off of that gut feeling that, hey, we should probably put something on the screen. And truth be told, a lot of our customers probably said, hey, we need to check a content box. So what can we get that's easy yeah. to create and that updates on my screen? So it's not the same all the time. So you'll get some use from that just to say, hey, let's just keep our screen updated with something new. Um, but fortunately, we've had um, opportunities to work with uh, customers who wanted to think smarter about it. Say, hey, does this actually help? Um, and we worked with uh, a large national bank, for example, did a, um, a number of studies on a lot of our products to see what would help get them deliver the message that they want to deliver. Um, and so um, I can't give the exact details for which sure. company and that type of thing, but generally the assumption was hey, if we play weather, will the, um, will the marketing piece that we run after the weather uh, be seen more? And so when they did in-person testing, a large thing over three months, uh, they came back to say, well, what was the highest recall piece in the piece? And it, it happened to be weather. Uh, but of their marketing uh, pieces, the marketing piece that ran after the weather was uh, recalled 40% higher rate than all the other messages. Um, hmm. So that was, um, so they've said the same thing with our traffic and our sports scores. And um, it's been fun to see um, that have an impact for them. And uh, certainly that could be the case for, for all of our customers. Hmm. So next week you're at, well, I guess when this runs, it'll be next week, but uh, at Infocom <laughs> this week, I, I guess it'd be the best way to position it. You are launching something called Connect, which is a, a pretty big uh, leap forward for you guys. It is. Yeah. It's been something we've been working on for about two years and um, it actually came out of just uh, some frustration that I had on a couple levels, uh, but I was at this um, kind of a speed dating show in London, maybe, I don't know, three, four years ago and actually canceled. So I'm not going to go. I don't, I don't think they need the infotainment for the people I was going to meet with, but I said, you know, I'm going to go anyway and I'm going to see if they don't need what I have to offer them. You know, we're content people. What can we offer them? And so I flew over there. I was a miserable two days, (laughs) not really (laughs) selling anything. And I was just devastated. I'm like, what's going on here but we have always known that you know we sell infotainment we're a slice of the content pie and i so i came back home thinking we just need to be a bigger part of the content pie we've we've been doing this for 10 years eight years at the time we're experts in this we know how to deliver dynamic data how to make it look great on a screen um and so i decided we just wanted to say yes to more projects so really um and, and this is where screen feeds at not only outside of connect is we just want to say yes to more content projects. We want to be the content people uh, that people think of when they need dynamic content um, because we're good at it. And so we decided, Hey, we need to be able to put out a lot more uh, products that use, use people's own data. 
they've been coming to us to license data. Um, but uh, we had a lot of requests during our time saying, hey, can you you offer this local community events feature? Can you allow us to put our events on there? Or we've got company news in addition to the news that we're subscribing to you. Can we do that? And we've got involved in a lot of custom projects. And um, there was one particular project where I felt like there was this great opportunity, this really cool shaped screen in Vegas for this bar. And uh, they wanted some sports scores as well as their own news and some other things. And what they wanted to do was really cool. And so we gave them a quote because we've got lots of great front end HTML developers. And, um, you know, it's going to be like $7,500. And that was, you know, us trying to keep it small because it's just one bar. What are they going to mm-hmm. spend for that? And, and, you know, they said no. And I, I was frustrated and I thought well, we, we need a better answer for that. So we built a tool that um, allows us to do a project like that, you know, for hundreds, you know, projects that used to take a developer and a designer three weeks now can take a day. Um, it's built to uh, basically it's a it's a no code, use a, a, a trendy term uh, mm-hmm. solution that builds HTML content uh, apps that integrates uh, with your data. Um, so that could be the case of uh, a weekly sales leaderboard. It could be um, a menu board. It could be um, a progress bar. Uh, I don't like to give out all the samples because mm-hmm. what the cool thing about it is it's not just a bunch of templates. It's literally a tool that allows you to create an app. Um, so that's Connect, and uh, we've been working on it for two years, and I'm happy to tell you more about it. How does it work in terms of if I am a an end user or a reseller? Uh, am, am I subscribing to something? Am I paying for the functionality once? Yeah, that's great. Um, so Connect, uh, initially we're going to be offering it for free throughout the whole summer. Even better. Uh, just we, yeah, we want people, we want to <laughs> see how much of a business model it. though. <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, it's, it's obviously valuable for us to see uh, mm-hmm. What are the apps people would use it? What's the use cases? In mm-hmm. the end, it's it's a tool to get a project from A to Z, and that's what it is. It's, we don't want people to see it as a design tool. It's not another Canva that has data integration. It's It really does cut down projects uh, time from A to, to Z. And so, um, event, but when we do offer it, certainly it will be licensed, uh, similar to how we license our screen feed content, which is uh, a license per player, a small monthly cost per player, um, and then for screen feed, actually, we're out launching a new pricing model to simplify things for us next week as well. Um, so uh, essentially, you'll be able to uh, purchase uh, a license for all of our infotainment apps. Um, so you don't have to decide what you want. You can change any time. Or if you really want to, you can just you know still purchase one, uh, one app, like a, a local community uh, calendar feed. And so same thing with Connect apps. You'll, you'll uh, get a license per player. And with one license, you can create as many apps as you want on your on your screen. So you could have like 10 of our apps running in your playlist. Or if you really have a, a very only need for one uh, app, uh, such as uh, a, welcome, a welcome screen, um, you could just pay for one license. So the pricing I'll be setting over the summer, but it will be very similar to our, our screen feed pricing now, which is uh, scales down the more licenses you have. So we have networks with one screen and we have networks with 30,000 screens and we make it affordable for them. So, yeah. And I think um, you I said you, you put in 30,000 hours of developer time into this. 
We did, yeah. Pretty much our COVID was spent building this. We did start <laughs> beforehand. Uh, you know, we had been, uh, I got back from that show, I think, in uh, 2000, fall of 2019. And uh, we started saying, hey, we got to, what else are we going to do? What's next for screen feed? And so we spent a few months uh, trying to determine what that was. And um, when COVID hit, we just kind of said, hey, yeah, let's, at the time, honestly, I thought we'd build this thing in six months, and I thought the pandemic would be over in six months. Um, mm-hmm. So it really wasn't related to the pandemic. It's just at that time, we just started it and uh, said, hey, let's get this done. And so from a team perspective, you know, uh, we expected to launch a minimum viable product early on, um, but there's just so much this can do, and we just kept wanting to add more. So we had a little scope creep, but honestly, I'm really proud of what we have and it's it's a very usable tool right now in fact we're already using it for uh, for customers now so uh, yeah it's it's nice that coming to infocom which will be the first trade show we'll be you know having a booth at since uh covid that we're kind of uh launching a new service uh, there so we're really excited about it so the the premise here is uh no code software uh if I am the digital signage person in charge of, let's say, a regional savings and loan with, I don't know, 20 branches or something like that, and I want to put uh, financial data, and that's not just market data, that that's more tuned in, in some way or other, I could go into your tool set and do this myself, regardless of whether I have any... Uh, skill sets around database tables or HTML5 coding or anything like that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, um, the use cases, they might want to be showing their own rates. Uh, they might want to be showing, you know, the the bankers that you're working with and mm-hmm. uh, rotate that. I'll, I'll give you a little story on, for me, like I'm a, I'm, I'm impatient and I'm a do-it-yourselfer. Um, so just in life and, and a little creative. Um, so well, I'm involved in a, in a girl's fast pitch club. Um, and we, we have a, our own training facility. And this is just my own use case for this. this mm-hmm. um, we had four different teams uh, of girls that didn't really know each other a whole lot. They played on different teams, but during the winter, they're working out together at this training facility. And so we want them to like learn about each other, very similar to what you might do with employees. Um, and so um, and we had schedules, we had, you know, a number of things we wanted to push out. And so we had, of course, I wanted to put a bunch of screens in there. So I did that. Um, and to, to get done what I wanted to do prior, I would have had, I have access, I've got developers and designers on my team, but it would have taken a lot of their time. And I can't, you know, say, Hey, let's take a bunch of time with my developers on screen feed for this use. Um, so I delayed and delayed it. It would have taken probably four to six weeks. Once I had the first version of Connect built, um, I built, I sent out a form uh, just using JotForm to all the players and said, hey, fill out this form about what your goals are this summer, who's a teammate you appreciate and why, you know, what's your favorite ice cream, that kind of stuff. Upload a picture of you and your pet. And with that data I had, I was able to make four apps within two hours. One that showed, hey, here's, here's my pet and here's a picture of me. Here's me and here's here's my teammate that I appreciate and why. Here's our calendar, our, our training calendar schedule, a countdown to the to the state tournament. So I made a, a nice playlist 
in one morning. Um, and I was able to do that. The key was I was able to do that myself and I made it to look the way I want. Uh, I think, uh, there, again, there's a lot of template tools out there. Um, but with connect, you can start with a blank canvas. You can just start adding things onto the canvas and design it. You can connect to any, uh, any, well, any data source uh, currently that delivers via XML, JSON, either Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel, any CSV files. Uh, we'll be adding a lot more connections to Salesforce and Shopify and everything else you can think mm -hmm. of um, so that those data connections are already pre-built. So it's just easy to use the data that you already have. Um, so as long as you have data, this is a tool for people who want to display that data. If you don't have a data source, you can also uh, just add your data within Connect. And so there's a great, easy data management tool there. Um, uh, some other use cases, for example, uh, would be uh, with a, uh, we have a, a, we work with a mall in New York, and they wanted to display um, kind of a featured, some sort of featured offering for their tenants. This was, it happened to be during COVID. They wanted to do some things to help them. Um, and it was a lot of work. We were doing this manually for them where they'd say, they'd contact these stores, try to find out what they want to emphasize. And by the time they get that, their deal is almost over. So now what they have is they just send out an email link to a form that's secure. They log in, they tell them what their offer is. They upload an image. It goes to the um, mall manager who then has an approval process within Connect to approve. And then that gets rotated into the, the template that was built in Connect automatically delivers it so now the the, the project of uh, the manager of that mall the only requirement they've got is after sending that link out is just to approve messages and they're done they don't have to manage mm -hmm. anything else our system takes care of the rest so it's it's really a workflow tool in addition to a design tool is there some sort of fault tolerance in place i know i can remember back to the early days when um companies were introducing Twitter visualization. So you could take the Twitter feed and, you know, show it on the screen, but uh, Twitter kept changing its API and it, it didn't work. And I guess the same thing happened with some other social media channels. Do, do you have something that's doing uh, data checking or whatever to make sure that the, this, this data source is still structured properly or do do you have somebody who has to kind of stay on top of all that? Yes, absolutely. Um, so when uh, when a new data connection is created, uh, first we uh, have to ask a lot of cases, like say a Google Sheet, uh, we have to have authenticated access to get that unless they've made it public. We also ask for permission to cache that data um, securely on our servers. Uh, they can We'll be able to opt out of that if they don't want to. Um, but that allows us if uh, connection breaks or yeah, Twitter or Instagram is pretty famous for that, where they just ask you to reauthenticate and they won't feed mm -hmm. your data. Um, or if someone's got a Google sheet and, you know, someone in the office, that's the data source for the screen, but all of a sudden they make some changes that break it. Um, yeah, we have, we have a stored last great version of that. Then we send an email notification saying, Hey, you've got a problem. You might want to fix it. In the meantime, we'll use the last data that we have. Um, and then there's an, a be control that allows you to decide how long hmm. that bad data can be used. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a, a way for us to manage that and uh, um, make sure that the screen isn't impacted. And then there's also some fallback messages you could 
apply in the template so that, hey, if the data is not there, display this message instead. Right. Uh, I spoke with IntuaFace two or three weeks ago. Uh, You know, they do interactive software and and have been doing no code since before people were using that phrase. Uh, And Jeff Besson talked about how part of the rationale was this would enable developers to do things much more quickly. So something that might've taken two weeks to put together, they could maybe do in a morning or something like that. Is that the, kind of the same case here? And is that your target end user, more the solutions providers than uh, actual end users? Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a, a solution for both. Um, but we see a lot of opportunity with the solution providers um, because it allows them to say yes to more things. Um, yeah, we, you mentioned earlier, we put, you know, 30,000 man hours into this over those couple of years. And we did that. And most of those hours are there because we've done work that now you don't have to do. Um, so an integrator who, and, and we work with a lot, you know, a lot, we have a reseller program for screen feed. So we work with a lot of integrators who reseller infotainment content, and they would bring us a lot of these custom um, projects where they, Hey, we need this to be customized. Maybe our, maybe the content that we're offering them, but it needs to be customized to the brand of the user uh, or a new custom HTML project. Um, and they would generally have to have us bid it. And then they would kind of resell our, our services. Um, but in this case, and, and in most of the cases, honestly, they don't want to get into content. They just, they want mm-hmm. to provide a total solution, but they don't want to deal with content. And what with connect, they really don't have to have, you know, the web development to skills to be able to do HTML. It's hard for them to hire that type of uh, work. Um, but with this, um, they could sell that as a service that's uh, valuable to the customer um, and then use Connect to be able to quickly create an app. And the customer doesn't necessarily need to know that they use Connect. They're just mm-hmm. delivering a beautiful HTML content solution that taps into their data. And they can do that, you know, within a few hours. We do have a, a number of templates that people can start with. Um, you know, again, they're, they're not just templates that are stuck the way they are they're, We call them as examples. You know, you can really, you can use them, plug in some data. And if you like the way they look great, but you can completely customize it, take things out, add things in. Um, and that will enable, I think it'll empower those, um, solution providers wanted to say yes to their customer. Yes, I can take care of your issue, um, and have an easy way to do it. And the other mm-hmm. benefit is we're here to help when, they have troubles, you know, and, and if they want to hire us to just implement it, we're saying yes to that. So we're, we're going to be here to help them deliver whatever it is they need to deliver to their customer as it relates to content. You mentioned the sports bar or, or bar, pardon me, in Las Vegas and how there was a custom job opportunity there and they said no because of the cost. Does that or was that happening a lot where you could do custom work, but the, the price point just didn't work for these guys. And with Connect, now you've got something that's scalable that, uh, you know, you, you, you've built a, an infrastructure and platform around it, and therefore you can dramatically lower the cost, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just yesterday, um, I had a call uh, with a, a customer. We used to do a lot of, a lot of custom work for. And it was pretty typical that when they needed something, um, 
and they had a bigger budget, you know, but they could do, you know, five to $8,000 on a, on a typical, Hey, I need this. It's tapping. For example, in this case, it was, they needed four different views of data. Um, and uh, it was a data source, you know, we hadn't worked with yet. Um, so it, I would have charged, you know, I, I think it's still a good rate at 8,000 bucks for four different views of data would have taken, we usually would say four to six weeks. Um, I'd let them know, hey, we've got this tool now called Connect, and I'd like to try it out with that. Um, it'll take us about a week, and I'll quote it at sixteen hundred. So that's just a real life situation where I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to deliver for this customer. Now um, that was, you know, this I might I might a, a reseller that maybe is using Connect might say, well, I know that customer's got an eight thousand dollar budget. Maybe they could sell it for you know six thousand, and they just mm-hmm. make more profit. But it does allow us and our our partners to say yes uh, to more people who uh, they just want to put their calendar on the screen, or they just they've got some data source, um, you know, their weekly rates or their featured products that they want to have sale. They want to get it on their screen, um, and our tool makes that easy. Does this allow you to do some things like? Uh, You've always had standard things like uh, sports news and sports scores and that sort of thing, and they've been built around Associated Press and other news data feeds. Uh, could you conceivably have a uh, junior hockey, you're in Minnesota, so junior hockey works, uh, league that could do sports scores visualizations uh, just using scores from the league that would never be on Associated Press or something like that, but you could make it look like that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And that kind of goes back to you know, people in the past that asked us, hey, how can we get our content on there? And, and make and, and a lot of reasons people have come to Screen Feed is, you know, it looks good and they know it works. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've been in this business for a long time, uh, so we know what it takes on, hey, this particular piece of software, you want to do something a different way or, or just best practices and how to get HTML animation to, to work well and tap into data. Um, so, yeah, using uh, the beauty of this is you're not limited to the data sources we provided, you know, as long as they have a source for data or they're willing to, you know, create one. Uh, and let's say as easy as Google Sheets or come right into Connect and you can create your own columns and everything and put your data right in there. And you could assign a user permission for one person who's just job is to update that that content and then it pops up on all your screens um so yeah the uh, the junior hockey uh clubs in minnesota uh certainly could use this uh to to populate from their their schedules or their stats that type of thing as long as they've got a data source um or we'll we'll put it in um this will work well for them so i'm using any number of uh, different CMS software platforms out there. Uh, how, if I'm, let's say, using, I don't know, Stratocache or Scala or Broadsign, whatever it may be, or Spectral, one of the Spectral uh, platforms, what what's involved? Uh, how do you integrate this? Is it just a HTML5 file that goes in a schedule? Yeah, it is. Uh, so like our our screen feed <clears throat> content that can be delivered either via uh, HTML, just like as a web page, we can deliver it as images as well over media RSS or just okay. a direct URL. 
Um, and so depending on your software, there's uh, some people want to make sure they can download in cache, you know, at the player level. And so they prefer images in that way. Um, we're also working with other software providers to say, hey, how can um, we manage the, okay, the ability for it to run offline as well. And so that is another angle uh, from ScreenPeed perspective that we're already speaking with other software providers of how we mm. how we integrate and bolt this on to what they're doing. Now, some software providers have some some design tools or some templates that this maybe does overlap a little bit about, um, but we think we've taken a, a completely different approach. And certainly software companies that do not have a design tool in their software um, this the, will have the ability to white label the connect solution so they could provide our kind of a round oh, trip or integrate okay. right into their software. So uh, end result, we want to enable uh, the customers that's using the software to be able to um, just say, hey, this is what I want to do and have a way to be able to execute that. Is it fair to say that if you are an end user or a, a CMS software provider that's already been working with screen feed using its uh, infotainment feeds already that there, there's nothing different technically about integrating this? Yeah, with screen feeds, um, feeds we've been um, adding a lot more of the ability to customize our feeds so you can change colors and fonts and, and we call our feed configuration pages. So a lot of people who are used to using screen feed, they're gone in and they've made a bunch of choices and, and uh, pick some styles. Um, and then they end up with a URL and that URL, they go in and they schedule it into their software and it just handles auto, automatically updates. So they can kind of set it and forget it. Same experience here with connect. Uh, they just have, they can start with one of our templates and modify it, or they can create an app from scratch. In the end, they're going to end up with a URL that they'll be able to schedule in their software. Um, and then some of the settings, for example, within Connect um, can be, hey, how often should this data update? That may be, hey, it only updates every day, or maybe it's every hour, or maybe it's every two minutes. Um, there's other controls in Connect too, such as uh, triggers. So, hey, if if the this number is lower than this, then hey, show this other product. Or uh, if this, then that opportunities that you can uh, take care of with you know HTML and, and really hmm. take advantage of the data that's in. Again, in the end, we're focused on data-driven content. Um, so there's a lot of tools within Connect that you can configure with triggers or moderation. Uh, and but in the end of the day, you're going to get a URL that you can schedule in your your playlist and. Uh, It'll run with all the smarts that you've uh, assigned within it. Yeah, so you can, depending on what you do, whatever the case may be, you can maximize the relevance of what you're putting up on the screens. Yeah, that's the power of data-driven content. I mean, that's what we've been mm -hmm. working in for over a decade and is how to use that content. So to us, as you can imagine, this opens up a lot of different possibilities for us to um, to you know provide some more interesting solutions than than maybe just this straightforward you're not doing a lot of triggering and although we have had people you know trigger ads and different things with mm -hmm. weather or traffic conditions um you know with their own data um there's a lot that goes um they're going to want to go into that so um it's going to be fun that's one of the reasons over the summer that you know we're we're not introducing a cost um uh, because we want to see how people can use this 
solution to create uh, various apps that maybe we haven't even thought of. Uh, you've been doing this, as you've mentioned, for a, a decade or more. And I would say a decade ago, uh, people like you and, and, and me and some others have been you know, yelling from the rooftops, it's the content stupid. Uh, and it's been very difficult to get people to respect that uh, what's on the screen is, is more important than what's driving the screen. What are you, what's your sense of the, the state of the industry right now in terms of uh, the understanding of, of the importance of content and creative? Yeah, well, definitely when I got in an industry, uh, came from, we kind of had a company that was in website design and content development. And I saw this as, uh, yeah, at the time, just sort of run by a lot of AV guys, I would say that, you know, wasn't using a lot of web technologies. Um, and I thought, hey, yeah, they're going to, people are going to spend a lot of money on screens cost a lot more than and media players cost a lot more. And I knew people were spending a lot of money. And I thought, but once all these screens get in, when they've spent all that money, they're probably going to want to leverage it and then start spending money on content. And uh, some people got that right away, but honestly, it it, it took a while. But yeah. this this year, uh, I've been telling this to my team, I've had so many more conversations, particularly with software providers who want to partner, where they're finding, hey, when we're selling our service against this other CMS, a lot of us have similar you know, features. Um, mm-hmm. So they're now saying, well, now let, you know, some, some have invested more in content and uh, that's a differentiator. And so like, Hey, how can we use content um, to provide a more of a total solution um, or to be that you know, advantage? Uh, but yeah, the amount of number of people early on and like the early DSC days that would, you know, Hey, I've got my media player picked. I've got my streams. I've got a rollout partner. I got everything ready. Yeah, we're launching this thing two weeks, but we don't know what we're going to put on it for content. <laughs> and, uh, and that was just a theme that, you know, uh, a lot of us, uh, I'm sure you heard a lot oh, yeah. back then, but um, but certainly people have gotten a lot smarter. And so that's that's a benefit for screen feed. And part of the reason why I invested two years of mm-hmm. uh, time for our company to, to kind of double down again on, on providing more content is... Um, I just think people are smarter. They want smarter content. Yeah. The way I look at what we're offering is this is not a solution for if you just need to create a graphic, you know, you can use Canva or Adobe Photoshop or a lot of other tools. Uh, this is a tool for smarter content. Um, so projects that maybe people said no to just because of the, the time or cost, not because mm-hmm. of the idea. Um, it was a great idea. Well, we want those ideas to be able to be executed. So if someone is at infocom uh and they want to know more where will they find you on the trade show floor and will they be able to get demos yeah we'll be uh in the digital signage kind of pavilion at booth n1167 um and uh yeah we'll have uh ability to give you either a quick uh summary of what connect is um and but we'll also have uh screens and laptops there just to show you actual demos it's very easy to use and by the time people are listening to this you'll be able to go to our website um and uh you'll be able to create an account and start be start using connect hmm. uh, right away you don't need it won't need a credit card or anything just start using it start trying to tap into um different data sources and even though we are offering it for free it still also still comes with full support so it's not a situation where you're just kind of on your own 
Um, so yeah, come see us at uh, booth N1167 um, and uh, you can get a demo there in Infocom. And if you're not at Infocom, uh, again, just you can pop to our website and, and, and request a demo. Um, I think it does help to get a to get at least a you know fifteen twenty minute rundown of kind of yeah. what it is just to level set someone and they'll they'll have a, a better chance of uh, figuring out how it can help them. All right, uh, it was great to catch up with you. It'll be great to to get a demo at Infocom of this, and uh, I just wanted to personally thank you for all the support through the years of sixteen nine. Yeah, you were you you proactively came to me when I said I was going to start a podcast and said, I want to sponsor it. And you've been a sponsor of the publication for a very, very long time. And it's much appreciated. Well, it's been great for me. I mean, uh, I, I know when I got into the industry, this was a great source and that was the case for a lot of people. It's almost like a little, uh, it's a source that everybody goes to. Anytime I'd hire someone, I'd, that's part of our onboarding process was to subscribe to your, uh, your blog. Nice. And, I've heard uh, those so- stories. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's fantastic, and uh, you know we're the industry has benefited from your uh, your previous uh, life as a as a reporter, and uh, um, so thanks for all you've done to to kind of help help each other uh, share our stories with each other. So, all right, well, uh, hopefully we will see each other in Las Vegas if uh, they they let me across the border. I and I have to remember <laughs> how to do things like uh, wear adult clothes. <laughs> I look forward to that. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Dave. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 69 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 16.9 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 16.9, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 16.9 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog, and the podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.